always my favorite podcast every week. What are you talking about? That's a good plug. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just like soundbite that. <laughs> put it on. It's always my favorite podcast every week. You know, be well, like yep. the beginning of everyone. It's always my favorite podcast every week. You know, <laughs> that's perfect. We are live. <clears throat> Let's get stupid podcast episode one three three. Um, right now, <clears throat> I am sitting solo. Finn is. Uh, I think he ended up getting a tent out in West Virginia or something. Uh, Karen's in a hotel, Finn's in a tent, no reception, he's lost, um, so he's unable to co-host tonight. Uh, swig of whiskey for the working man. But I do have a guest lined up, Mr. Jacob Ross will be joining us soon. In the meantime, we are brought to you as always by GeneralLeatherCraft.com. Matt Hayden at Pioneer underscore Finn on Instagram, go there for all your leather belt needs. Um, Hope you guys took advantage of a 17.76% off sale. Uh, I know I did. I ordered, uh, what the fuck did I order? I ordered the, I get annoyed when I pull my tire and my phone's in my pocket. Sometimes I do those YouTube, like motivational Goggins talks and gets me all fired up. And then I try to relay some motivation out to you guys. But uh, I get annoyed having it in my pocket. So about the sleeve that goes on your belt, I bought uh, a mat. I guess it's a mat. It's for your computer, or I guess computers, if it's, it's big enough for, like, my laptop and my iPad uh, that goes in the desk, that laptop pad, and then um, the V2, or PAL V2, V2 version, uh, a little bit more heavy-duty, just to uh, support him because he supports us, so you guys should do the same. So check out the accessories tab there. Uh, a lot of cool shit, stuff I didn't know I needed till I looked at it. Um, also brought to you by Manscaped.com. Uh, Manscaped, best fucking ball trimmer, both sides of Mississippi, the lawnmower 4.0. Uh, I cannot stress this enough. It's the best. No nick. You, the flashlight comes in so handy, especially when you're showering. Um, and it's a little darker in there. You got some crevices you got to get into. Um, awesome, awesome trimmer. Um, you use code STUPID at checkout and you get 20% off from free shipping. Uh, I personally always have two. I use one outside the shower, you know, maybe trim the beard, the sides of it down a little bit. Um, and then the in the in shower one for the balls, you know. And I want to mix. I don't like mixing those two up. I try to uh, keep them separate. Uh, but <clears throat> hands down, best best ball trimmer ever. Uh, you will not be disappointed 
if you buy it. And if you hear it on this podcast and you want to get one, um, like I said, code STUPID, 20% off, free shipping. The boxes are also great. The Literally probably the only boxers I wear. I probably have at least 10 pairs um, in my closet right now. Uh, it's the best. Uh, they're they're not are not boxers. Briefs. We talked about this before. The briefs, whatever the tighter ones are, hug the legs good. They don't fucking ride up. I have a tendency to have all my fucking briefs ride up throughout the day. Not these. Uh, they work really well. Uh, super comfortable. So and they also have like deodorant. They have conditioner, shampoo. You name. It. You want to smell? Start smelling good and stop smelling like fat Aaron. Bam. There you go. Got to get yourself a manscaper or a landscape lawnmower 4.0 as well as. Uh, couple things just not smell like shit. You know what I'm saying, boys? Um, we are going to have Jacob hop on the podcast. He's co-hosting with me via the cell phone. So let's dial him in and see what he's doing. Hello, hello. Mr. Ross, what's going on, brother? What's up, Mr. Callis? How are you? Oh, good. I'm just sipping on a, uh, what is this? Whiskey sour. Sitting in my basement alone. It's perfect. I'm also sitting in my basement alone. Perfect. Nice. What a great setup. It's fantastic. I don't have a whiskey sour, though. That's a mistake. Yeah, you can't, you can't, I can't talk and not drink. I gotta, and it helps me drink when I talk. You know what I mean? I need one of those beer helmets. Maybe, uh, maybe a uh, Huck Finn barbell can release one of those beer helmet. And then it, what it goes over the headphones. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, so you can, great. you can podcast and drink at the same time. Oh, wow. What a great idea. Our next, the next, the next big thing for HFB would be beer helmet podcast helmet. <laughs> it's, what, it's what he keeps me around for, you know, yeah. good ideas. It is. That is a good idea. Uh, so what what's going on? You were in uh, Egypt for a while with uh, with that guy, the wrestler, right? <laughs> I was not. Oh. I was not in Egypt. Uh, um, and I was not with the real deal, Mata. Mata. Um, yeah, but I know I was in uh, Rwanda with uh, South Sudanese men's basketball national team again. Um, if anybody you know follows along on Instagram, you see a lot of pictures and stuff, and. Uh, yeah, man, we did great. We we finished the first round of World Cup qualifying six and zero. We're top of our group, and uh, yeah, it's a big deal, you know. In the U.S., uh, nobody really cares about uh, a FIBA World Cup, but outside the U.S., everybody cares quite a bit because they don't have the NBA, right. uh, and all the biggest stars will play uh, for their teams uh, for the World Cup, and they're they're playing this summer too. So. Yeah, it's a really, really big deal, and it's awesome to see the team be so successful. Yeah, that's you guys couldn't lose. Every time I check my phone, every day is like two and zero, three and zero, four and zero, five and zero, six. I'm like, this team doesn't lose. It's probably because those guys squatted a couple times in my garage, so I probably had a, a big hand in getting these guys stronger, which made them, of course, better athletes. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, I think a couple of interviews they were asking about Callis Barbell and yeah, yeah, you know what's going good. on over there. And yeah. uh, I get a lot of orders know, they, from uh, South Sudan now. Yeah, well, they were asking you know about the uh, Cam's patented uh, butter and ground beef diet. Oh and, yeah, you know all the good advice he gave the guys when he when they were over there. So uh, yeah, they they took it to heart and clearly clearly it paid off. Yeah, that that's good. To, I like to see that being imp- implemented. You know, it's nice. It's nice to see yeah. the results. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. They're young guys, but they listen, you know, they they take the wisdom for us old, from us old guys. Yep. Yeah. That's good. How was it being over there this time compared to the last time it was way more stricter, right? You had a little, little bit more freedom this time. You know, a lot more freedom. So last time we were over there, um, you know, during 2021 strict COVID lockdown, you know, you landed at the airport, you did your visa and then you got a COVID test right away. And uh, you had to stay in your hotel room until you got an emailed result back that you were clear. You know, if, if you got a positive result and you weren't in your room, they would literally put you in jail. Sure. Um, so uh, it was pretty strict. You know, um, even we were in a bubble last time where, you know, our hotel was quarantined off. Even our bus driver stayed with us the whole month. He was allowed to go home, even though he lived there. Um, it was just very, very strict, kind of like the NBA bubble was. Uh, this time it was completely normal. Um, no COVID testing, no masking, um, no restrictions. You know, we could kind of do whatever we want. I mean, we're really busy. We're practicing twice a day and all that. So there's not a lot of time to mess around. But, um, yeah, it was a much more normal, enjoyable experience, that's for sure. Yeah, that's got to be nice, somewhat relaxing. Not, oh, you know. well, and the biggest thing is we had fans. Um, you know, last summer we didn't have any fans. It's really strange, you know, to play these big basketball games in front of nobody. Um, the arena in Rwanda is really nice. Seats about 5,000 people. Um, it's as nice as any division one, uh, you know, nice college arena for sure. And, uh, this time it was, it wasn't full, uh, but there was probably two or 3,000 people there. And, uh, it really, really changes the energy and the atmosphere. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I bet that that's game changer, dude. Yeah, it's nice that you're. We had uh Go ahead. No, so we had one of our guys. Uh, he's like six four, maybe six five. Uh, he's just an incredible jumper, and he dunked on this seven foot one guy from Tunisia. <laughs> and when when he dunked on him, uh, the crowd went so crazy. They, you know, how like they had the video screens like along the edge of the court that like advertised during the games for TV. Yeah, they they ran to the edge of the wall and they were shaking it so hard that they knocked it over. Jeez. And it's <laughs> going nuts. The ref- the rest, the rest didn't even stop the game. They just kept playing, and so these guys are trying to fix the screens. And I mean, it was really, really awesome. Um, yeah, it was really, really great experience having fans for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a game changer, you know. Yeah, especially when you know. Yeah, in, in Rwanda, you know, just to help people with their uh, geography, uh, Rwanda is it's not that geology, far from South okay. Sudan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that far from South Sudan. So we had a lot of people who drove up or flew up. Uh, it's about an eight or nine hour drive. And, you know, obviously it's like an hour flight. So a lot of people came this time from South Sudan. So we had a lot of fans in the stands waving the flag and uh, yelling at the top of the lungs and making signs. I mean, it was it was actually, it was really, really cool. It, it really felt like, you know, we're playing like a big college tournament. Honestly, like that's kind of the atmosphere. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's awesome. Then you made it home, and then you went straight to Massonomics in South Dakota. Right? <laughs> Basically. You didn't hardly Basically. out there. You trailered out there, right? I I thought I was going to have to drive. So we do a church uh, a trip with a couple of guys from my church. We do a motorcycle trip every year. And we went to Tennessee last year to Tail the Dragon. Uh, during COVID, you know, 2020, we did uh, Minnesota, like northern Minnesota, because there was nobody up there. And, you know, back when nobody really knew what was going on, we just felt like it was a good thing to do. And it was actually a lot of fun. 
Uh, this year we did Black Hills, South Dakota. So around the area around Mount Rushmore and, um, you know, Sturgis is right there. You know, one of the largest motorcycle rallies in the world. Um, and it's about a 13 hour drive from here. It's actually not as bad as it, as it seems, but I wasn't sure I was be able to go because I didn't know when I was getting back from Africa and they had planned this trip like seven months out, obviously. And they don't book my ticket, uh, for the trip until like maybe two weeks out because so many things change. Like we don't even always know where we're going to play until like three weeks beforehand. It's really, really strange on that part. So anyway, I was able to go. Um, I thought I might have to ride myself out there, but. I was able to, the guys grabbed my bike, put it in the trailer, and I just drove my car out there separately because I was like a day behind them. Um, but still, oh my gosh, such amazing riding out there. I mean, you can tell that they freaking love motorcycles in South Dakota. All the roads are perfect. There's no potholes. Everything is like new. There's lots of signs like, hey, this curve, that curve, you know, just to let everybody know. We're riding through, um, you know, there's national parks and state parks and uh, we were riding through bison, like this, this, these bison just shut down the entire road. Like there's literally hundreds of them and you just have to wait until like they decide to move. I mean, oh. it was incredible. It was, it was some of the best riding I've ever done. Beautiful part of the country. Um, and, and just absolutely amazing experience. I mean, Mount Rushmore is one of those things that you don't think it's that cool until you see it. And you're like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. And then you learn, you know, you start learning about how they did it and, they're using dynamite to blow it up and chisels and just hanging over the side of a mountain. I mean, it's, it's pretty badass actually. Huh? Yeah, that is fun. How long, how long, so how many days of riding? So we rode three full days. Yeah. We rode three full days. Uh, you know, we take off like nine in the morning and we don't come back until it gets dark. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're riding the style of those motorcycles. That's for sure. Uh, we had one random hailstorm. Luckily, we were, we were already back, but like enough hail that we probably had an inch or two of ice on the deck of like our Airbnb. I mean, it was incredible. It was 90 degrees, and we had an inch or two of ice out there. What the um, hell kind of weather is that? <laughs> South Dakota weather. We got assholes and astronomics guys. Um, I did look it up. I was actually not relatively close to them. I mean, I guess if you draw a line from Chicago to them and where I was to them, I was close to them. But in terms of actual driving, uh, it would have been probably like four or five hours for me to go to their to their place. So I really didn't have a chance to go. Yeah, because they're in Aberdeen, I think. Yeah, exactly. I looked it up, you know, thinking about tonight and, and being in South Dakota. I'm like, man, I wish I wish I would have looked it up ahead of time. But it worked out. I wouldn't have been able to go by anyway. They're on the the northern part of South Dakota. Oh, northern part of the, the eastern southern part. Yep, that's good. Yeah, yeah, the northern Midwest. That's what they're at. Man, traveling man. Oh my gosh! I mean, I've I've been. This is the first time I've been home in almost a month, and then I go back to Africa again in August. Go to Senegal. I go to Tunisia. Just a busy, busy time of year. Busy time of year. But you know, keep training, keep working on something. Uh, had some beautiful gyms in Rwanda. They weren't super heavy, but. You know, one was on top of this hotel. You could see out over the mountains. I mean, you know, hey, you just got to get it in where you can fit it in. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, because the one time you went there, you lost like 30 pounds. Yeah, that was last year. That was not good. My stomach uh, did not agree with the food, and I could not work out. The hotel had one 30-pound dumbbell. And then, you know, I bring bands, um, but that's just not enough uh, stimulation for the old muscles there. So, 
yeah, I came back last year 30 pounds lighter. This year I came back about eight pounds lighter, which is much more acceptable. You know, because I, I, I can't control my food over there. I just eat when the team eats. Um, so the food is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I just don't eat as much as I normally eat. And I can't lift as heavy as I normally lift. So, um, you know, it's not the end of the world. It, I think it's good for your body sometimes when you don't squat or deadlift. You know, heading out there, my hips were feeling a little bit beat up from all that strongman training, mm-hmm. you know, the deadlifting, the overhead push pressing, which is basically just, a, you know, it's it's half a front squat every time you push press. Um, you know, the cleans, like working on all, it's a, it's a lot of, strongman is a lot of hip work, tire flips. Yep, um, yep. And, you know, coming back, the only thing that was sore was um, my tailbone from the 24 hours of flying and then sitting in a car. So, um, yeah, but the hips and stuff are feeling pretty good so far. I haven't got underneath a squat bar yet, but hopefully tomorrow I can. We'll see. Yeah, right. Huh. Yeah, it's probably good. You know, even like, what a, you know, obviously we both have clients, but mine are basically power, more towards the powerlifting. And every time after a meet, I'm like, take a week off. And then the variations we do afterwards is like the easiest variations I could think of. Like everybody basically goes to trap bar and then multi-grip bar or like still dumbbell bench. It's just like, you just need that break. And then you have to, it's one thing to have the break and feel better. And it's another to have the break and want to be in the gym. Cause you have the issue of people like, I'm fucking burnt out, dude. I don't want to fucking be here. So the easy way to mitigate that on what I usually do is just you get a whole rest week after a meet and then you don't touch a straight bar for a while. Yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, when I first started hanging out with uh, with you and Cam, um, you guys love the the week after deadlift. You know, <laughs> you, you don't you don't touch a bar for a week and then you just come in the gym and deadlift after a meet. You usually set a PR. Yeah. So that's always like fun to look forward to. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you have, I mean, you just have to, I mean, the body is a mechanical system, you know, it doesn't matter how smart you train, how, um, you know, logical your approach is, how good your coaching is, you know, at the end of the day, your body, um, can only do the same thing for so long at the high intensity before it needs a little bit of a, a break. And as you said, the way you give a break is you get some variations, you get some dumbbell work, you get some single leg work. Um, and you can get, you, you know, you can stay healthy and keep making progress. And it, like you said, mentally, it just gives you a break. I think it's, I think it's really important, especially, you know, I, I'm not old, but I'm older, you know, I'm 36. I've been lifting since I was 14. So, you know, believe it or not, I'm not always the most excited to get underneath, you know, 600 pounds to squat it. Um, and, you know, coming back from Africa, I haven't been able to do it in three weeks. I, I, I want to get underneath there and squat it. You know, it's it really yeah. is good for the body and the mind to to kind of take a little bit of a break away. Now, you know, you can't take I don't think you should take months off or anything like that. But, it, you know, two or three weeks, I think it's good to do something different. Yeah. And that was like even the whole premise behind us even doing the strongman. It was just another goal. And it was just do something fucking different. We have such like, you know, me and Cam don't plan to compete until next April. So it's like we have such a long off season. And, you know, you and, and Adam, our other trainer partner, would kind of you know, somewhat not train what whatever me and Cam do, but kind of like if we're in meat prep mode, like the guys follow the guys who are more like if Cam's a meat prep, we follow Cam. I guess we'll do straight bar, but you kind of like you'll feed off us a little bit more. So then you guys will start lifting heavy if we're lifting heavy. Um, and then obviously we didn't have that. So that strong man meat was perfect just to fucking mix it up, dude. And then the, the mental thing even too, like lately, like, <clears throat> you know, like fucking 
what after the strongman or even during the strongman prep, some of it I was just like, dude, I don't even want to be here right now. I was working a million hours, still kind of am, but like the the mentality of like getting back into it, getting into the training, wanting to lift heavy, like you have to want to be there. Otherwise, there's like you're gonna go on the workout, you're gonna half ass it for 45 minutes and play on your phone. Like you have to want to be in the gym to to get any kind of results. Yeah, and also just to be safe. You know, I tell clients all the time. And you and I have seen this when people come out to your gym and they're about to take a lift and they say, you know, should I go up? And the first question that we usually ask them is, well, do you want to go up? I mean, like, it's yeah. not, it sounds like a dumb question, but it's an important question because in your mind, you've already decided if you're going to give that lift everything you got or not. Before you get on the bar, you've already made your mind up. Like, yeah, this is going up. I don't care whether it does or not. Mentally, you've already decided it's going or you kind of know it's going to be kind of close. I'm not sure. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And, yep, and like, yep. it's really important to pay attention to that because to me, if, if, if you're going to lift the maximum effort weight and you're not 100% balls to the wall, this is going up. I don't care what happens. Then you shouldn't get under it. And when you when you have a little bit of burnout and you guys are like a year out of competing, it's hard to come in there with that mindset every time because, you know, for you, you've done it so long, um, so often, so much. Like, it, it, it's normal for you, right? It's, it's routine for you. Like, yep. what's 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 new for you is is peaking for a meet and trying to hit something you haven't done or you know, do it with Dan or, or Cam or whatever. Like those are new things for you, but just squatting heavy for you is just like, you know, somebody else waking up in the morning. <laughs> like it's just what you do. Yeah. There's nothing unique about it at this point for you. And and that's where the discipline takes over, right? Like you know what it takes to get there. You know what's your, what it takes from your body. You know what the training is. And you just have to find ways to continue to mix it up and, and getting stronger and keep yourself engaged until – you know, you can really hit that meat prep mode hard where you know, hey, it's 16 weeks out. You know, I know what's coming and you can really, really flip that switch. Yeah. 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 I like what you mentioned, like that discipline, like the whole like Because I there's a quote um, or Mike Tyson's definition of discipline is doing something you don't want to do and acting like you like it the whole time or acting like you love the thing you hate to do because that's discipline. And that's like huge for me lately. I'm just like. Like, even this morning, like, last night I was up. I worked late, so I probably went to bed at 11.30. And I was aggravated because I didn't train. But, I, you know, I did work late. But I'm, I'm more of a no-excuses kind of guy. But I was just kind of deflated. I had to fucking beat the shit out of myself the last eight hours at work. And I'm like, you know what? I'm fucking going to sit down, hang out, and then I'm going to bed. And then I fucking, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm, like, sitting there. Like, you need to move. You got to do something. You can't fucking – you skipped yesterday. You can't skip today because I'm going to double up tomorrow anyway. Um, I'm going to do a workout before we uh, we end up squatting. But I just like 4, 4 a.m., 4.15, and I'm like fucking I'm up. And then I went and trained for like 45 minutes hard, like wanting to be there, disciplined enough to be like maybe I could have gotten an extra 45 minutes of sleep, but I'm going to act like I'm happy while I'm fucking here and give it everything I got. And even like this morning I was hurting for fucking – burpees usually like sometimes i do 100 burpees in a workout i did 40 today and it fucking killed me but it felt like so good to know that like fuck you started the day off right and then i did probably six things this morning before anybody even fucking 
maybe not you, but anybody else I know got out of bed. <laughs> like I fucking, I got up, I fucking trained. I, you know, I took, I like, I, sometimes I even make a checklist cause I think like, I don't really have like anxiety issues. I've never understood. I'm not a really good mental health guy. Just, I don't know. You just fucking keep going. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not good at it, but I have found out that no matter who you are, if you write a checklist down and you cross it off, I found this was just doing smart strength. And over the years, like just having a checklist of things to do throughout the week or clients to train or whatever it is and crossing them off physically, like not a mental checklist, a physical checklist, it makes you feel better. And it like, it makes you feel more accomplished. So like this morning by like six thirty, I fucking took out the garbage. I trained, I fucking did stuff to the pool. I painted, I worked on smart strength. I sent emails, I cooked breakfast, I prepped my food. Then I went to work. I'm like, man, I'm fucking 6.30. I fucking kicked the day's ass. And that's the big thing for me lately and for anybody listening. If you could win the fucking morning, your day is going to be better. Now, if I would have fucking slept until 6, fucking rushed and cooked some eggs, grabbed my bag and grabbed some yogurt and went to work, I'd, I'd have fucking I'd been pretty annoyed for a good better half of the day just because I'm like, man, you, you're fucking better than this, dude. And the fact that I did nine or ten things before I left for work, I just felt like the whole day I felt almost, I wouldn't say energized, but there's some kind of fucking high from it. I almost get just feeling like I did all this shit before anybody got up. I'm awesome. Yeah. Let's go. Let's keep kicking ass today, dude. You fucking won the morning. You're going to win the whole day. Well, I, I really think, and again, I'm, I'm not a mental health expert by any means, but I really feel like anxiety for the most part isn't like fear. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Anxiety is like being stressed about the things that you should be doing and you're not doing them. Yeah. Right. Like it's right. the stuff that's on your list that you don't want to do that, you know, you need to do. And by not doing it, you, then you feel like anxiety, you feel anxious about it. Yeah. And by, by just figuring out a way to get it done. And the thing is, it's like training, right? The later in the day it gets, the more, you know, <laughs> it depends on your point of view, but the more excuses or legitimate reasons or both, that you can come up with to not do those things because work gets in the way, kids get in the way, you know, um, life gets in the way of whatever that list is. In the morning, if you wake up early, there's nothing in the way. Right. I mean, you can drive to downtown Chicago in 45 minutes if you wake up early enough. There's no, like yeah. there's literally nothing in your way, and it's just having that mentality of you know I'm going to to go to bed. I'm going to get up and I'm going to get it done. I mean. There's this allure of like, you know, I think when you're younger, especially of like, there's something like that happens at night, like around 10 or 11 that you just need to be up for. And I just don't think that's true as you get older. You're like, you know, there's always another sports game you can watch. You know, there's always another movie you can watch. I mean, there's there's always a reason that you can find to go to bed early because what you think you're staying up for, which is so cool and unique, is really not that cool and unique. And yeah. what, you know, you got to save that for when, you know, you might have a, you can have a little bit of a later start, but it's just figuring that out for yourself. You know, everybody's different, but I think universally speaking, um, early bird gets a worm. I mean, there, there's, that's just been around since the beginning of time. You get up early, you get stuff done, you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I'll try to like relay this on Instagram, like just cause I'm fucking fired up. I want to fire people up, but like, then I also like, we'll go to the point of like, or you can sleep until noon and maybe fucking your business kicks out. Like I always bring up Hayden of uh hybrid just cause he's like, I'm not getting up before nine. I don't sometimes I get up before 10. I don't have to do shit until noon. If I want to, then I'm, I do X, Y, and Z, then I'm done. So it's like, 
to each their own. I just know like personally, like man, if I if I could now granted I'm probably I'd say on average lately I'll get up around four thirty. You know, five is really really pushing it for me because if I get up too late, then it's like I I get that feeling of like you're not doing enough. You could be better. This is bullshit. You suck. Like that hits me. I mean, like you fucking piece of shit. You could have been up thirty minutes ago. You could have been almost <laughs> done with your work. You could have done X, Y, and Z. Um, but like that that's always been the feeling for me. Like man, if I can get my things too is I can if I could beat people up, like not <laughs> physically beat them up <laughs> out of bed. I go I won. So I always fuck with Charlie Zamora. Which uh, mutual friend of Jacob and I's, and I'll, I'll fucking message him like, "Yep, I already, I'm up, I'm already up." Even though that he's what's California, two hours, two behind. hours, yeah, two. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter. I'm fucking, I beat you, dude. Should have got up at two. I don't know what to tell you, Charlie. <laughs> I always fuck with him just because one accountability, and then two is just I fucking beat you. Now I can do. Yeah, now I can go on my day, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like like you mentioned Hayden, you know. He's he's uh he's in a, he's in a unicorn of a life that he's created, which you know props to him for creating it. Um, but you know that's just not realistic for most people, unless you know you work uh you know in the medical field or firefighter or something where you have you know strange hours or you know um, something like that. But you know for most people they gotta they gotta get into that routine of you know getting up early and just figuring out a way to do it and uh, figuring out a way to. I think the other thing is too, like you've got to make sure your family and your friends support it. You know, if, if your friends are behind it, your family's behind it, they, then it's not strange anymore. It's normal. You know, if your friends are always calling you out to the bars and this and that, and, you know, I mean, look, nobody has to wake up and be you every day, but you. Yeah. And I really, I really get frustrated when people complain about things that they can control. There's nothing wrong with, you know, complaining about things you can't control, but a lot of things you can control. And, you know, when you consistently make choices um, that don't reflect who you want to be, it's really hard to point the finger at somebody else. And um, I think you got to own it and you got to sort it out, figure it out and make it happen. Yeah, that, that, that's the key, right? Just making it happen. Because what does Dan Bell say? You're only busy as you want to be. Like, you're only going to do yeah. as much as you fucking want to do, dude. And that's why, like, <clears throat> I kind of get in the mode where I just, like, go 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 like i just i don't know i like having my hands in different fucking pots i like different a bunch of fires or irons in the fire rather um well well remember what happens to you when you slow down i die you get sick <laughs> you literally get sick every time you slow down yeah like yeah, your, seriously. your body just runs on high octane it's just how it's wired yeah and my fucking nutritionist knows that too he's like dude when you take a break and you have like downtime he goes which i think would be the best thing for you because you fucking don't feel good I go, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I'm not no special person. I just fucking try really hard. Like, you know, don't get that twisted. But, like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't feel good unless I'm fucking, you know, I got, you know, emails to answer, clients to train, this to do, sign up for this, run around. Like, I just, I like being busy. Like, I talk to other people. I'm like, oh, so what do you do? I'm like, well, uh, I'm a lineman, and then I have a company with my buddy, and then I do, like, some apparel, and then I do a podcast, and then, you know, yada 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 but they're like man you do a lot yeah fucking i love it dude i'm gonna sign up for something more like last tonight i signed up to be uh i got voted in on the board of my uh hoa another thing check the fucking box just keep like whatever keep fucking rolling you know if i'm gonna be the mayor of st charles one day i gotta i gotta get i gotta start at the bottom you know (laughs) so just keep chugging along dude that's i don't know it's just kind of always been my mentality and then like if i fucking like you said if i don't move like if i don't feel like i'm moving i'm fucking dying dude if i ain't going forward i'm fucking running backwards like that's what it feels like to me all the time so i don't know i just keep fucking going dude well the rolling stone gathers no moss you know so 
you just you just you got to keep rolling you just have to you have to figure out a way to keep doing it um you know and and the thing about time is uh, do you get the notification every week of, of the time you spend on your phone yeah yeah so anybody who argues they don't have enough time i would love to just just screenshot and send us uh your your weekly app hours Mm -hmm. because i bet you can find the time there real quick you know um it's funny my dad um you know before before he got sick and and i think i said this on before he passed away a few years ago from alzheimer's but um you know he never wanted a cell phone ever and you know my mom at one point was like well what happens if you get uh what happens if you get a, a flat tire on the side of the road and dad was like, well, I'm like 55. I don't know. I've been figuring it out for like, I don't know, 40 years. So whatever I did then is what I'm going to keep doing. Like, <laughs> You know, like we get into this mindset of like, we need our phone and we need our phone. And there's a lot of good things that happen from it. I mean, look, I wouldn't be able to do, you know, any of my jobs. I wouldn't be able to travel, keep up with my family if I didn't have a phone. But at the same time, like anything that's really good, it can also be really bad. And, you know, the, the amount I would love to see some sort of a study on the amount of hours spent on, you know, diff, on phone apps. And like, what, what if you paid someone not even minimum wage for those hours? I mean, I, I bet trillions, trillions of dollars it could be created out of that. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, you've got to find ways to like little life hacks for yourself. And, and again, it comes back to responsibility. You know, people talk about a lot of things nowadays. And they complain about this and they complain about that. But you don't hear a lot of people talking about responsibility and and being responsible for themselves and the ones that they care about. And I think if we all focused on that a little bit more, I think everything would be a little bit better. Yeah, no, I agree, dude. It's, uh, I get the same thing. Like, a phone is great, but half the time I use it to fucking scroll on TikTok or fucking around on Instagram and it's stupid shit and then lately like this week I'm like you know what I want to learn Spanish so I downloaded that uh, I paid for that Babbel app I heard that's like the best one of the best ones to learn so then lately I'll catch myself because I'll try to do like just learn a little Spanish every single day I'll be like I'll be on my phone scrolling on TikTok for like using those wormholes like 15 minutes and I go nope stop fucking get off it and then I do 15 minutes on Babbel just I'm like well at least it fucking equals it out a little bit you go 15 <laughs> minutes of bullshit 15 minutes of learning I'm like yeah fuck it it's close enough at least like yeah I mean something well you know a little a little messing around is okay but you know if you get to the end of your week and you look and you spend 30 hours on Instagram I mean that's a part-time job right. like for some people that's a full-time job right <laughs> like that's just incredible and it's not that abnormal um, you know, something else is interesting since we're talking about, you know, Africa and me being over there so much. Um, I would say I've been in Africa over the last year, I don't know, about nine weeks total out of 12, you know, out of uh, 12, out of 12 months out of a year. So, you know, a little over two months. I think I might have seen two obese people in, in all of Africa, um, you know. And you come back here, and actually, I just had someone who, who I know very close who did the trip the opposite way. They live in Africa, and they came to the U.S. to visit. And they could not believe the amount of weight that we carry as a society. And, you know, people want to blame it on food, and they want to blame it on uh, process this and process that. And, and I can tell you firsthand from being there, it's activity. People in America, it's okay just to sit and scroll. Like in Africa, it's not cool to do that. You're working, you're moving, you're walking, you're riding a bike. Like 
to have a car and a lot for a lot of people is a really big deal and not very many people have it. And, and again, it, it's kind of like we're saying about the phone. It's not that, that, you know, technology is bad, but it's like anything you have to know when to stop and you have to know um, when is it hurting you and when is it helping you and pay attention to that. Yeah. Yeah. I gets. I even catch myself, like I said, with the babble thing. But even like before, it's just like I'm like, oh my god, I'm tired of looking at this thing. Like if we have slowdown on jobs, or you know, sometimes you <clears throat> have to wait an hour to do anything. Like before you touch anything, you have to wait. And it's just like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm sick of bullshitting with the same guys I see every day, so I'm going to sit in my truck. And then what do you first thing you do? Put your phone go on Instagram. And I catch myself, and I'm just like, take my phone and put it away. I'm like fuck this. I always keep like a couple books in my truck or whatever, but or I'll start you know, firing off emails or whatever on the computer, but I'm like, God, dude, I just might, my, my, sometimes I just get sick of looking at it. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, how many times like, like, and then, you know, like this whole dad challenge thing I started, you know, I have guys at work who do the same job as me telling me they don't have the time. I go, no, 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 no. That doesn't work, dude. I go, yeah, I work the most hours in this barn and I'm doing it. Like you can double up days. You can make this work. If you really want to, I'm like, oh, I'd really love to, dude, but I don't have the time. I'm like, you fucking liar, dude. Like, look at that. The first thing I brought up is what you brought up on the phone. I go, look at your phone. What do you have, 14 <laughs> hours, a t- 20 hours a week on that thing? Like, there's no way you could have spared 30 minutes for a workout a day. I go, you, we have a 30-minute lunch at work. Could you change your clothes? We have showers here if you get really gross. Like, you could do it. Yeah, but you know, fuck. that's why, like, I try to do the motivation stuff like like I don't, I don't or maybe I just watch too much fucking Goggins every once in a while and I get down wormholes and I just but I just try to fucking just keep firing people up because I'm like I'm not special people are like oh man you're you're doing so good but no like I'm just I'm a normal fucking guy and I just try hard maybe not really hard but I try as best as I can to just keep fucking rolling the fucking ball down the road. That's it. And just so many people just have a hard time just starting to roll the ball that they just never start. And I just I yeah. look at guys, I'm like, what the fuck? How do you take your shirt? Like, I mean, for me, like, how do you take your shirt off, look in the mirror and be like, yep, another good day, looking like shit, <laughs> not caring, eating Doritos. And fu-. like, I'm like, there's nothing. There's nothing in there. I it, I don't know. The mentality thing, the mental thing, it's not good with. Like, I just don't understand. Like, how, how do you not? I don't know. That would make me depressed. Maybe maybe that would make me depressed. I don't know. I go. I just couldn't. I I can't. I can't. I don't have a lot of tolerance for it because I just know it's just. I go. It's just laziness. That's all it is, dude. And I can't stand laziness. Well, and, and the other thing is, um, not choosing something is still a choice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of times in life, um, you know, not not just to pick on like, you know, the the person who's out there, so to speak, but like just to talk about myself. Like I can get into a habit of making bad choices. Like, oh man, I really like garden salsa sun chips. Oh, I go to Costco. They have the 70 ounce bag. Fantastic. You know what? I'm just going to buy one bag this week. Then you open it up. You're like, you know what? I'm just going to eat a few. You're like, you know what? These are really good. I'm not going to buy another bag. I'm just going to eat a few more. And like, before you know it, I'm just eating all sorts of sun chips, right? Yeah. And it's like, like it's a, it's a, it's a small example, but it's, it's a, I think, you know, People, like you said, like people aren't that special and we're not that different, right? And so just like you can get into a momentum of making good choices, you can get to a momentum of making bad choices. And you start accepting um, over and over that these things are okay. And, you know, it's funny. Louis, Louis Simmons used to always say, once you're, once you're a quitter or once you choose to quit, you're always a quitter. Yep. Like, like because if you, if you quit on a, on a set or you quit on an exercise, you quit on a day, 
like now you are a quitter. You are what you do. So now you are a quitter. Yeah. It's like if you choose to win every time, you're always going to be a winner. Yeah. And like that mentality shift is so it's so so important. And we have to cultivate it. You have to work on it. It's not something that's natural. If it was natural, everybody would be David Goggins. Everybody be Tom Gallus. Everybody be Huck Finn. Like yeah. it, it, it's it's not natural. And so just like anything that's not natural, you got to work on it. And it's just easier to work on it when you're around people who have the same mentality and you're listening to people who have the same mentality and you're getting fired up by people who have the same mentality. And so, again, it's just creating creating an environment where it makes it acceptable for you to be that way because it's very very like could you imagine tom like if your wife was like i don't understand why you work out like could you imagine how hell your life would be yeah i mean like, <laughs> it wouldn't work it'd be a fight it just, it it'd be a fight work. every day i mean could you imagine like like and i don't know uh you know karen and, and huck near as well as i know you and amber but could you imagine like if karen was not okay with huck working out like oh, holy God, that's smokes. why she, that's like, why she married she, him <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Like it, like it would not go well. And the same thing for me and Alicia. Like, there's a reason why you know we chose you know our our, our wives, and there's a reason why our marriage work, works, and and there's a reason why we understand each other because they support and, and and encourage what we're doing. If it wasn't for that, it'd be really hard for us to do what we do. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Be uh, yeah, damn near impossible. Um, in our situations right now, but yeah, and then it just oh, where's that come stem from? It stems from discipline, you know. Hey, this is what I want to do. Like even like with doing smart strength at first with Amber, like she was just like, man, so I, you know, Tom, it's a time thing. I don't want to lose more time with you. And I'm like, yeah, that's I go 100. percent Okay, so this is what I'll do. Uh, from four to six a.m. I will work uh, on the computer in the morning. No one will be up. Blah blah blah. And then I've stuck to that for, so I guess we've been open for two and a half years almost. So. And that's mm-hmm. what I do. Every, and then she'll understand, like, sometimes I have a big backup of clients and all this shit. I'm like, hey, I need, like, three hours, dude, on a Sunday. Okay, that's fine. I'll take the kids out to a park or we'll go see a movie and we'll come back, give you some more time. Like, so she gets it. If there was, like, the pushback or, like, or it was, if you're, if I'm sure we've all had this, if you're, your significant other agrees with you on something, but just to get over it. And then it always comes back up. If it was one of those things, it would be a constant fight every time. Like, you know, I, I, I ran out of time during the mornings and had to do something before the, you know, the new week started. Like it would always be an issue. So like, yeah, the support is huge. You know, the discipline to do it at all is, is where it really starts. But yeah, the support from, you know, the significant others is, is huge in my life, your life, Finn's life, you know, everybody's life. If you're going to venture out and start taking a little bit of a risk on something else, um, because yeah. you know, you do so many normal things every, you know, like, you know, we hang out with couples and they don't understand, like, you know, you're, you have Jacob, you have a weird schedule. I have a fucking weird schedule. And they're like, huh? Well, you know, we'll be home at five thirty. Like, well, then you guys want to do something like you, maybe <laughs> I could be home at three thirty. I could, I might not come home tonight. I go every day. I walk out the door. I don't know if I'm working at eight, 10, 16, 24. I go, I could be in a different fucking town. I go, yeah, we can try. Like, that's why I like, I'm, I ever since I started doing this job, I go, I don't make plans. Like, and even like when Amber, she'll set up, like she basically sets up my year. Cause she has, you know, she's a big uh, scheduler, which is fine, but she'll be doing this, 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 this. And I go pending. I'm here. Yeah. hundred percent pending. You're here. And if you're not, I'll go without yeah. you. 
okay, 10-4. As long as sometimes, you know, I don't have that control of being there. So it's like, okay, kids' birthdays and stuff like that, I'm going to do every single thing that I can be and whatever and deal with it later at work if I have to. But, like, some things, okay, we're going to go here, we're going to do this. Yeah, man, maybe. Maybe we are. Um, <laughs> maybe you are. I'm, I'm laughing because that's, that is my life. I mean, you know, uh, earlier this year, you know, the wife and kids went on vacation. I didn't go. I yep. couldn't. I, I was working. You know, my, my life is somebody, hey, do you want to do something? Maybe. Um, that motorcycle trip, you know, they planned it seven months ago. Jacob, are you going to come? I might. Like, <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where in the world I might be on a month-to-month basis. And, again, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's a reason why, you know, uh, my friend circle is small. There's not a lot of people who understand that. And having those people who do it, it just changes the game because, you know, as much as people like to think that they can be, you know, the one person who, you know, is different than everybody else in their life. And, and there's this like mentality of like, you know, I got to be that that rebel and this and that. And it's like, mm, you know, that just doesn't really work long term. Like you you can be different, but you need a, a few people around you who understand that and, and live the same thing. That's uh, that's the way that it works best. Um you know, thinking back, back about this one, too, I've said this before, like about, you know, some people say, oh, I'll sacrifice and get up early to work out. It's like, man, that's not a sacrifice. Like, like working out, it's something that you do for you. It's something you do for your health. It's something you do for your mental health. Like whatever your reason is, it's 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 about you and like sacrificing a little bit of sleep to take care of yourself. That's not really a sacrifice. Sacrifice is like when you give up something um, that's so important to you for for someone else like for your family, right. Or for your friends, like that sacrifice, you know, like it, we've all helped each other move at some point or the other. And I wouldn't say it's a sacrifice because we don't mind helping each other move, but like, you know, you're giving up time with your family to go do something like that's, that's a sacrifice, man, working out. It, it's not, to me, it's not a sacrifice. It, it's a blessing, man. We, we live a life that we're able to like get up and, and work out. We're able to get up and go to a gym. Like we have enough time and energy and money to go do those things. There's a lot of people in the world who don't. They would love, love to wake up and be like, ooh, should I work out or not? Like they would love for that to be the biggest problem in their day, right? It, it's like just, we just have to keep working on that mentality of, you know, be disciplined, get it done, take care of yourself. And it just changes your whole life. Yeah, I think uh, I've always said this before too, like, I'm always like you, like glass half full kind of guy, but like, you know, it always could be worse. I go, look where we're at, look where we live, look at the town, look at the things we have. Like, not that that's the best judge of thing is material stuff, but I'm like, hey, anytime I want to go work out, I walk down two steps. I'm like, yeah. what? Um, or like you get even like more basic. You woke up and you fucking felt good and you could work out. Like yep. I got a friend going through fucking stage four cancer right now. You have so much shit going on in the world that now when like in Highland Park a couple weeks ago, a fucking terrible shooting, like you fucking you're and you're going to complain because you are too fucking lazy to move more or even have the option to move more. No, that's why I don't tolerate that. Like, no, dude, things could be so, so, so much worse. And you're in such a good position. Just if you're one probably listening to this podcast on your iPhone 13 
Like it's like, and you have a roof over your head, and you have ACs pumping, and and and, and bills are paid, or and, you know you have some a couple of nickels to rub together. Like you're in a great, great, great position, and like the bitching, I just I have such little tolerance. Like when you have someone complain to me, like on like I get some DMs sometimes, and people are like maybe just looking for a little motivation. I'm like complaining is not the way to do it, dude. Like you're just you're not. I'm not gonna feel bad for you. Like there's certain things, yeah, you know, if somebody passes away, all that shit's terrible. But like don't fucking just tell me you're busy or you're fucking like, you're just lazy. You have, you'll make time for it. If you really want to do something, I promise you, you will do it. Like if I put a gun to your head and say, you have to work out for eight weeks straight. And if you don't, I'm going to shoot you. You're probably going to fucking work out for 56 days. <laughs> like just, you just don't want to. It's very simple. I just, people take so many things for granted. And I just, I always, not always, but have lately as of late of the past couple of years, I really take a look around like, once a week, a couple times a week, and I'm just like, man, this is fucking great. I got awesome kids, awesome family. I'm like, my house is great. Like, the pool is awesome. Like, I'm like, and I got an O2 Cadillac DeVille for, you know, that about 2500 What bucks. else could you ask for? I go, what else would I ever need? I'm like, man, because sometimes, like, I, I remember, like, you know, you always get those old timers, like, you better appreciate these kids when they're young. And I'm like, I do. I think about that all the time. Like, man, one day she's not going to want to hold my hand to walk to the park. One day she's going to be saying, get the fuck away from me, Dad. Like, like yeah. one day, you know, it's going to come. I'm like, I always take, like, mental snapshots. But, like, okay, living it for a second. All right, cool, let's roll. You know what I mean? Like, I've always been trying to be conscious of doing that because I'm like, man, we have it so fucking good, and people still just find shit to complain about. Yeah, I mean, it's a simple rule everybody should live by. You, you you can only complain about things that you have no control over, right? So, like, if you wake up and it's 100 degrees outside, it's like, all right, you can complain about the heat, I guess. Um, that's fine. But you can't complain about things like, um, I, I, I'm not working out or I'm out of shape or I'm this. or like, 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 most of those things are things that you can control. And so, like, if you're going to complain about it, then do something about it. Otherwise, just don't talk about it. Right. Like, just make, save everybody save everybody a little bit of mental energy and, and time and just don't bring it up. Because if you're not willing to do the work, then there's no point in putting that energy into it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, we're, we're, trust me, if, if you've traveled the world enough, um, you know, I've traveled to every continent except for Antarctica. I don't know who in their right mind would go to Antarctica. Um, I've been to some really desolate places in the world and, and it's a blessing to get up and, and think about, am I going to work out or not? Like if that's the number one thing on your mind, you are already in the upper echelon of humanity in the world right now. It's a good place to be. Yeah, absolutely. And just so many people just get so caught up with their own bullshit. They don't realize that. And I, I don't know. I see it all the time and I'm just, just like, dude, snap out of it. Yeah. I ain't gonna, you know, I'm not going to hear the bitching. Can't I can't end yeah. it. There's just so many people terribly worse off than all of us. And half the time usually they're not even complaining. And then and then to the exact opposite of that, I'll fucking then I'll drive around at work and I'll like I go through these neighborhoods. Like today I went to a neighborhood to take them out of power to fix some stuff and like a was it the Lamborghini Urus? The <laughs> SUV one? I'm like damn it, I suck. Like, son of a <laughs> bitch. I'm like, this motherfucker got a $250,000 or whatever it is, fucking 200 grand SUV, just a little driving around the neighborhood. And then you look at the and houses, I know, and I'm like, oh, 
goodness. And I know what you're thinking, though, about that Lamborghini. You're thinking, do you know how many O2 DeVilles I could buy oh, with that? Yeah, I could buy a, a I fleet. Could, I could have a whole rental car business based on O2 DeVilles. Man, they don't even know. Come on. Man, I can even overpay a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I just, You could pay 3000 Yeah. 2500 Yeah. Yeah, I was at this guy's house the other day, and he had like 15-foot double front doors. Oh, holy God. Like, just like, I, this, this the area that me and you were in, it's like, there's some people with some fucking money. Like, they're one, the, that person house in particular, like, the company that they own is like a, almost a $1 billion revenue a year company. Uh, you look at these houses and you're like, well, I suck. I'm like, well, damn it. look, one, one thing I learned when I first moved to Chicago, you know, when I came up here, that was my third flight of my entire life, you know. I grew up in, you know, it sucks like saying Pig's Knuckle, Arkansas, no, in Pittsburgh, Texas, on a farm, you know, all that good stuff. And um, I was raised in a way that, like, my parents helped me understand that there's a bigger world. Like, I'm really grateful for that. But I, I didn't have an opportunity to really see it as a kid. And when I came up here, you know, I started working at, at the old gym I used to work at. And I started training some of these these guys in the morning who were CEOs of companies and CFOs of, com- CFOs of, FOs of companies. And I, I learned real quick that there's levels to money. You know, I trained one guy who probably had 20, 30 million in the bank, something like that. And I'm like, man, this guy has so much money. You know, young Jacob, like not really experienced in the world. But then I started training this other guy who was on the cover of Forbes. Like, that's a different level of money, you know? <laughs> and then I trained this other guy who had like a private dinner um, that President Obama came to. Like, that's another level of money. You know what I mean? Like, there's levels to this. And, you know, um, there's this one place that that Luol and I went to train at. And Luol had to get Will Smith to call to let him in because they didn't think Luol had enough money. And you're talking about a guy who, you know, probably made, I don't know, $180 million in the NBA. (laughs) And they're telling him he doesn't have enough money. Like, there's levels to everything. (laughs) <laughs> and it's really it's really incredible when you start digging into some of this stuff like holy smokes like you said you look at that and you're like man i suck I, I need to figure something else out but hey we keep working hard you know figuring it out getting better and that's that's all you can do yeah right absolutely it's just yeah you're right there's different levels and you, you see it everywhere but it's like man two hundred thousand dollar suv like god lamborghini yours it's you know, and that's what you see, like even around here, like it's not, you don't see it all the time, but you know, I drive around this area a lot just because of work. And I'm like, man, look at that Ferrari. Look at that Lambo. Look at this. Look at, oh, you got a Rolls Royce. That's cool. I was moving Haley out of her apartment this past weekend and she had her new place is like kitty corner from a church and they were getting married and they're I see, I'm like, we're moving a mattress across the street. And there's like, uh, I look over and the, the uh, I think it was the dad and the bride cause they didn't go in yet. I'm guessing. So they were just like about to get married or about to marry her off or whatever. And they were sitting in a Rolls Royce. I'm like, cool Lord. That's some money, man. Money, 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 money. Well, you know, the interesting thing though is you talk to anybody who has a lot of money and they'll tell you that the only thing it buys is convenience. You know, like people who chase money because they think it's going to make them happy. Um, it, it, you're just barking up the wrong tree already. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, that's not what's going to give you happiness. It, it, it just makes your life more convenient, you know? So if you're a turd and you have a lot of money, you're still going to be a turd. 
Yeah, it's just you know, it's like you know, it's anything money, drugs, whatever it is. It's gonna make you a bigger or a bigger or, or a richer or whatever version of what you already are. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So if so, yeah, like alcohol. You know, you get drunk and you're mean. You're just gonna be a mean drunk. Yeah. You know, you get drunk and you're happy. You're gonna be a happy drunk. I mean, it's, it's whatever you are. It just accentuates it. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. Well, did we get any questions or no? Nobody, nobody uh, wanted to know anything. We got a couple. I'm just curious because there. I mean, I have two ways to do these because, mm. like, I'm talking to you, but I have my Instagram up. I'm gonna press play on a test one. Okay. But <laughs> I don't know if you could hear it. If it rec- you know what I mean? I don't know how that's going to work, mm. but I have another thing okay. set up too. So I'm going to do a test. Let me know if you could hear this. All right. Yo, Let's Get Super Podcast. This is a test. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. No, uh, nothing. Now, nothing at all. Uh, I, I'm prepared, so don't worry. Let's try this. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit more janky, but watch this. Let's see. If it's how you know I'm not doing a podcast with Huck. Uh, yeah. Thomas prepared. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's try this one. Let's get super podcast. This is a test. I heard that one. Okay. All right. It's a little janky, but nonetheless, okay. We got a couple voice messages. Well, look, hey, look, we're, look, we're not Massonomics here. All right. We don't have the state of the art podcast studio. Yeah. With some producer on the other side. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're just figuring out here. Blue collar. Come on. Yeah. Blue collar. I don't like those Massonomics fucks. Anyway, uh, this one is from the no wine cellar. I hope this is not explicit. I have no idea. Here we go. Hey guys, really enjoy the podcast each week. Got a question for Jacob. I uh, travel a lot for work, so I'm in a vehicle for up to three hours a day and get some low back pain. What stretches can I do while I'm driving? Like when I get up to go to take a leak at the restroom, what can I, uh, what's, what's a good low back exercise? Okay, I heard that. That's, um, that's Keith. Yeah, Keith is, uh, man, OG, you know, guy uh, loves Let's Get Stupid. You know, him and I follow each other for a long time. He's a great guy. He's got one of the most amazing uh, basement gyms, you yeah. know, I think I've seen. He, he invites people over to train. I mean, just, you know, I've never had a chance to meet him in person, but just seems like such a nice guy. And uh, guy trains hard and, um, you know, has a lot of – anytime somebody opens their doors to other people, I'm like, man, that's a cool dude already. Um, so, yeah, no, thanks for the question. Um, I, I think – I think um, what's what really helps me a lot when I'm traveling is just body weight RDLs, but doing them the way in a way that um, you really emphasize the hamstring stretch. You know, a lot of times when people do RDLs, they try to think about how low can they get their hands to go. You know, like if they're holding dumbbells or a barbell, it's like how low can I get those dumbbells or how low can I get the barbell? And the problem with that is. Um, if you think about what a, what a Romanian deadlift is supposed to be, it's supposed to be a maximal hamstring stretch and then a maximal glute stretch. And then whenever that range of motion runs out, that's when the exercise is done. It has nothing to do with where your hands are because you can get to a point where you stop stretching your hamstrings or your glutes and you just start rounding over through your upper back. To, to let let the weight, so to speak, get lower. And people think that, oh, I'm doing it better because my hands are going lower. And it's just not true. 
And so like, if you really set the hips, right, I always say, keep your chest up. Like if you have something on your shirt, like no wine cellar, you know, someone in front of you should be able to read it. They can't read what's on your shirt. You're already doing it wrong. And then you, you keep your chest up, push your hips back, keep a nice vertical shin and just keep going back until you feel that hamstring stretch. Um, nice and slow too. A lot of times people rush through stuff, you know, three second eccentric, four second eccentric. Um, I think that really helps um, relieve a lot of tension on the lower back because you're stretching out all the things that, um, you know, are pulling on your lower back, all the things that attach to your lower back, all the things that kind of set where your lower back posture is going to be. Um, and those are the things that get tight when you're sitting and you don't need any equipment for it. So win, win, win. Um, Michael Scott School of Business. Bam. <laughs> awesome. Great answer, Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, every time you're traveling or in a car lot, just you know, motions lotion, dude. If you can get some motion in, like that's ideal. Like, like you said, with those, those, D, those, those RDLs, um, it's just moving. You got to get blood in that area. Cause you're just fucking sitting. Like I drove what fucking Sunday I drove, you get it, but I just drove like 11 hours Sunday and it's like, just got to get out and move, you know, keep fucking. Did you, did you come to South Dakota? Uh, no, Pennsylvania. You would have basically been there. I know. I was at the. I was at the other end of the continent, though. You could have rode that uh, that little gremlin or whatever it was you were riding. Yeah, dude, I should have. I was in a Bronco. Unfortunately, oh nice. Well, I guess fortunately. Um, yeah, nice. Here's <laughs> here's a question, uh, Mister Mombot on Instagram. I don't know if you're familiar with this account. <laughs> They DM me saying they don't want to leave a voice message because the government listens. But would it be okay if I type something out? And I said, absolutely. <laughs> so, Mr. Mombod, um, a.k.a. the second cam, have you guys ever worked concrete and shit blood? I was at work the other day, and I do concrete work for work with concrete. And the other day I shit at work. I do concrete work. And there was mostly blood. Some blood got in the concrete. Anyways, I ate three pounds of sausages and plugged myself right up. No more blood. I do concrete work. <laughs> wow. Oh, um, God. This is the best account ever. Mr. Mombot, former country boy who madly fell in love with Moose Suburbs. I wear shoes now. <laughs> Smartsingofficial.com. <laughs> I love it. Number one account. Number one fan account for sure. Oh, this is so great, dude. Well, this- um,. Random, random side story, because it wouldn't be a Jacob Ross uh, episode if I didn't have some random side stories. Um, I actually used to do concrete. Um, my grandparents, uh, when they retired, they actually made uh, concrete bird baths huh. and um, the concrete benches, you know, and the concrete tables. And so growing up, um, I never had a babysitter, you know, in the summers and all that stuff. Um, I would just walk across the we had a creek. And a, and a little bridge and a pasture and we just right walk across there to their place and i would help them do concrete they had a gravel pit a sand pit a mixer and you know grandpa would say throw you know a couple of uh, shovels of this a couple of shovels of that help me pull this mold over go get the tractor we're gonna hitch it up pull it over and um so yeah i actually you know did a little bit of artistic artistic concrete work Art but man. i never shit blood in it though yeah i would think it only makes it stronger <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And luckily, he got uh, bonded up nights. He got ninety four sausages for sale, so that'll plug him up nice and nice, <laughs> nice and good. Um, isn't that funny? Another side note, like now, Grant, you were going to your grandparents' house, but I'm sure you had this too. Like, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, but my parents owned before Netflix. 
they owned a video store in town. So like you rent really? VH- yeah, they rent VHSs and she, my mom probably did that for like three years and they kind of saw where it was going. So they sold it and made some money and left, um, which was pretty smart because, you know, video stores anymore. But they, nope. uh, so they was like in Waterman, which is a town of you know, a thousand maybe. And it was just like, you know, I'd walk there after school and then, hey, be back by eight. Like now it's like you, that never happens. Like, and I was watching fucking Sandlot the other day. Cause Finn was talking about watching it with his kids and I'm like, fuck it. I'll put it on. So a couple Sundays ago, me and my uh, twins watched Sandlot <laughs> and I was like, look at these kids. Like, what do they do? They get up at 8am. They play baseball till it's dark and they come home. Like, you just don't see that anymore. Every, all these kids are like in their phones and they're fucking not doing anything. Never outside. Like I look around my neighborhood sometimes. I don't see like any kids. And then if I do see him, I'm, like, training, and then I'm, like, riding around in golf courts, which I'm kind of jealous of. But I'm, like, does anyone do anything around here? So, like, part of, like, being on this HOA board and stuff would be, like, we need to do stuff to activate the youth a little bit more. Like, have the kids fucking go get lost for eight hours. in the su- Like, it's in a subdivision. Like, what, like not get lost, like, in the world, but, like, they're, what's going to happen? They're going to go to the park. They're going to swim in the pond. Like, they're going to... They're going to go, maybe they're somebody's going to fight somebody. Somebody like, you know what I mean? Like that's good. Go do those things. Go, go learn something. Go explore like this whole, like everybody sits inside on their phone. It's driving me nuts, dude. I'm like, so you know what? I'm like, I want to get, have like something involved with these kids. Like every Sunday at 10 AM, you're, you know, you're going to make the empty lot of baseball field and you guys are going to go play ball. Like something has to happen. Like, cause if you, you think if you, you know, it starts with the youth, right? You know, we're only going to lead as good as we've been, as good as we can lead. So if we feel like uh, our grandparents are, you know, how you always feel like your parents, like they're losing it. Like, well, we got to fucking try something with these kids because that's, you know, that's the future. So you can't just fucking give up. Yeah. Well, there's that famous quote, you know, they say kids have changed, but kids are kids. Parents change, yeah. you know, parents have changed. Kids only know what they're taught. They only know what, what they see they only know what they experience and you know kids don't have cars and money and all that so whatever they're exposed to or their experiences is a result of the adults around and so yeah no you got to be an example for sure yeah i just think it's just the, the if you can control because what what is it you know if you can if you take a bad person put them in a good environment they become a good person and vice versa you take a good person put them in a bad environment they become a bad person I go, so we need to be able to create a better environment for our kids to strive, learn, lead, educate, like everything. So by the time they're 18, like, or, you know, whatever the, age, the that age is, they're fucking on their own. Like, even like, like I talked about this last podcast with Haley changing her tire. I'm like, couldn't be fucking more happy. She did it within 20, 30 minutes all by herself, the side of a busy road. All good. Back on the road. Good to go. Like, how many, like, I'm like, how many of your friends could do that? Uh, none. I go, doesn't that feel good? Like, it's not like always being blue collar and because I, I, I see the blue collar and I see the white collar side of things because, you know, with us having the business and seeing things that way, like we, we see that very well. But I can also see the blue collar because I do that every day as well. And I'm like, sometimes it just feels good getting your hands dirty and doing something for yourself. You know, and it's, yeah. it's you know, I try to teach her as much as I can just to like just to survive. But it's like. God, we got to do more for the kids so they fucking can do that. You know, they get into, you know, I think you have, like, again, these mental and anxiety problems because kids aren't around kids. 
kids are on their phones and their phones aren't very hard to get along with. So things are, everything's easy. And when things don't go their way, they start freaking out. Like you have no fucking, like you have no idea. It's like, it's not sunshine and rainbows out there. Like things need to be pushed a little bit. And I think that that's part of it. They're not just around, they're not around other shit enough to have any kind of conflict. Like, you know, you grow up, we get in fights and you move on. And now it's like, you get an internet fights. And you never move on. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> happened? And how do we revert this a little bit? So once I'm mayor of St. Charles, things are going to change, Jacob, okay? Hey, you got my you got my vote. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I got two votes, me and you. Yes, yes. Uh, all right, enough enough tangents. <laughs> we, uh, good good question, though, Mr. Mombod, which wasn't a question at all. You just kind of tell us you do concrete and you took a shit today. But all right, we love it <laughs> nonetheless. All right, we got another uh Another voice memo and go. Ranch Cop here. Just want to let you know I'm a huge fan of the podcast, lifelong fan. Jacob Ross, Tom Callis, you are my dad idols, and I love you. Okay, bye. Well, he well he's clearly he's clearly wasted. Whoever yeah, that, whoever clearly. that man was is was intoxicated. Uh, good old John Jersix, Ranch Cop, chiming in. Always good to hear from him. Hopefully. Uh, We'll see him soon. He's been a busy man being a twin dad. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, his, I think we're going to change his Instagram name soon to uh, Real Ranch Tactical. Yeah, that's true. He is. Uh, he's in the 240s now. We got him leaning out. I got him on the dad challenge. I got him, me and him, been working with diet, um, diet advice for quite some time, and we're just slowly, slowly chipping away. And, uh, you know, he's making progress. Uh, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, and he's uh, he's doing super well. So, very cool to see. I'm glad I'm, I'm able to help him out with that. Um, I think we had one more. Yes. All right. One more. Would there be any benefit to buying chains when I already have a million bands? I don't know. Just thinking about buying some. <laughs> Great question. Great question from a client of mine named Malachi. Jacob, what are your takes on that? Yeah, well, let me just make sure I heard it right. He says, "Is there any benefit to buying chains that already have a million bands?" Yeah, I'm. I would probably say, is there a benefit? Yeah, I mean, it's different. It's not, you know, like a band resistance is a chain. It's it is different. I personally favor towards bands because. They're one. They're fucking lighter, and they take up no room, and they're cheaper. And two, I just think it's it, oh, Jesus. John Anderson's yelling at me. Um, I just think it's easier to set up. Like, I, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've used both um, chains. I mean, the, the bands are way more practical. They're cheaper. Like you said, they're lighter. They don't take up space. Um, chains are expensive. Um, they're heavy. They're hard to set up. You got to have somewhere to store them. You, you, you need to know quite a bit about yourself in terms of your range of motion, where you unrack the bar, where you step in terms of how to set them up properly. Because if the chain's swinging at the top of your range of motion, you're not doing chain work anymore. You're doing balance work. But at the same time, if you don't get all the links off the floor or close to it, you're not even using the chain. Right, it's all just—it's just sitting there on the floor. Um, so it—it it does take a lot more work, you know. I would say, but 
I would say that chains are a lot closer to straight weight. They feel more like straight weight. Yep. They move yep. more like straight weight. Um, so, you know, sometimes people uh, with the band stuff, they kind of knock that it doesn't feel anything like, um, you know, like like a straight weight would do. So if you're powerlifting specifically and you want to feel what the weight feels like, but you still want some accommodating resistance, you know, chains can be a good thing. Um, Louis Simmons used to say, and I quote Louis a lot because he did a lot of research on this. You know, he, he basically invented bands um, in terms of using them for, for lifting. And, um, you know, he used a lot of chains, too. And, and he would used to say that uh, a lot of band work benefits more athletic lifters and chain work benefits um, more kind of naturally strong lifters. And, and the way that I've seen that play out with athletes is, you know, athletes who are really springy, uh, they jump well, they sprint well, um, they tend to benefit more from band work. And I would put myself in that category, you know, back, back in the day. <laughs> Uh, back, back in the day, I threw a football over that mountain over there. Um, you know, back in back in the day, I was a decent, um, you know, sprinter and jumper. And my body does really, really well with bands. I, I can load up a lot of bands and get a lot of benefit from it. Um, I've trained enough naturally strong guys where for some reason for bands, they just don't click well with them. I don't know if it's that, that, that they don't, you know, they just don't like it or or what the case may be, but when you go to chains, there's something about that grind of like the link slowly coming off the floor that they just really get into. Um, and they, again, nothing's universal. That's just kind of something that's an observation. Um, but I would say like, if you have access to it or you can get access to it, I think it's a good thing to mix in. I, I, I would use them for speed work. I'd use them more for strength work. That's just my opinion. Um, especially the heavier stuff because you can get that chain by chain, like really slow, you know, grind it out kind of max effort style set. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it's a, if it's an issue in any way, shape or form, then just, just stick with bands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You really don't. I mean, I don't know. Even at some of the powerlifting gyms, they don't really have a lot of chains because, okay, you have chains and you put them in buckets and the buckets break and then they get rusty and then they sit in the corner and people get like, I don't know. I was, I've never been a real chain guy just because I don't want to fucking pay for chains. Like, I just like, I'll just get this band for $50 and I'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, to have enough chains for you to lift, you would need $400, $500 for the chains. Easy, easy, minimal. Oh, and then you would have to reset it up for each lifter. Like, if you were squatting or I was squatting or Cam was squatting, we'd have to change the, the chain length on each one. Yeah. I mean, it just gets complicated really quickly. And with bands, you don't have to worry about any of that. You just set it up and go. Yep. And we just we just take into account um, you don't have to take into account, but you can take into account the fact that I'm taller. It might be twenty pounds heavier, you know, or whatever. So we just adjust the weight on the bar for that. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's just a lot easier. It's more practical. You know, I, I don't. Back when I had access to it, I didn't mind. Like I said, doing a heavy bench press single with chains, or even a heavy squat with chains. Deadlifting with chains, I think, is is basically a waste of time. I mean, they, they pile up under the bar, the bar starts rolling. It's just really more issues than it's worth. But, you know, the occasional squat or bench press with chains, I'm a fan of, if, if you have access. Yeah. So probably short answer, Malachi, is probably no. Uh, he <laughs> might he might have access because he, he's the guy that built me that sled. And then I told him, I go, do you need to get a, a like a deficit? Like, so I said, get a fucking couple two-by-fours and a fucking – a sheet of plywood and make one in like, you know, make in 10 minutes. But he took a fucking piece of steel, like two or three inch piece of steel. And then since I had him doing deficit bands, 
he put little pegs on the side of it. So it looks like the square that I have in my garage, but it's got it's one, it's metal, and two, it's got the pegs. So instead of standing on the bands, he could he could wrap them right over right there. I'm like, oh my god, that's fucking genius, dude. Yeah, I I saw that on his Instagram. Yeah, um, dude, that's nice. And I'm like, why isn't he selling that? Like, I mean, look, the sled you have is amazing, but I've never seen a version of that. The only thing I've seen that's something like that is, um, they call it, like, is it called the power pool station? With I forget the different who makes levels it. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not a deficit. No. And, and it's not like that. That's such a simple device. Like, I think it's really smart. Malachi, send me one. <laughs> yeah, he needs a fucking cell. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm with him. He, I mean, one, it's not that much metal. I don't know how much work it was for him, but like, he'd be the one to fucking narrow it down and then start selling those things because he's sure. he's a fabricator or um, whatever whatever yeah. that's called in the in the shop that he he works at. So I'm like, yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, you, well, I'm like, you motherfucker. I'm like, that's genius. And now he can yeah, do fucking so deficit smart. poles with bands, like easy setup, you know? Because even when you do them off your shoes, like your my toes lift in, and it's just if you get them somewhat even. This guy, nope, he just fucking puts it over and goes. I'm like, that's pretty fucking smart, dude. But yeah, man, I'll um I'll put him in touch with um you know Havoc, that guy who makes all that cool stuff, yeah, the dumbbells and the hooks and all that. That um you know he actually licensed it to um uh, what's his name Kabuki Strength. So Kabuki Kabuki Strength is selling his dumbbells as as uh, Kabuki Strength triads or something, and they're decently popular now. Huh. Um, and then I also got another friend um, who spoke at that conjugate seminar I spoke at last year, who created the Forge HD. So the body tempering where you can add the plates, so you don't need hmm. five or six rolls of steel; you just need one. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think they're working with Abmat now. Uh, to to manufacture and sell those. So anyway, if if it's something you really want to get into, Malachi, let me know. I can at least start a conversation for you. But I think it's a great idea. I think it's really cool. Yeah. So and Malachi, if you have chains laying around at work, sure, take them home. I'll program them. But outside of that, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go spending your your hard earned money on some chains where we where every couple of years just get some new bands and call it a day. So yeah, I mean yeah, I, it's it's way 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 easier cheaper. And, and maybe even more beneficial in terms of the wide variety. And you can't do warm up sets with chains, right? You can't do face pulls and RDLs. Right. And like yeah. it's just, you know, it, it, there's just so many benefits. Even me traveling, I can't travel with chains. I can travel with bands, though. Yep. You know, I, there's just so much work I can get done. I mean, you know, when I'm in Africa with, with you know, it's something we, I don't think we ever even talked about. Like, I'm training guys over there, right? I'm training the national team. I do it all with bands. I mean, we don't have access to humongous gyms where i can take you know 18 guys in there it just we just doesn't work like that so we we mix in workouts at the hotel or, or within our actual practices the coaches will give me 20 minutes 30 minutes and we'll kind of rotate groups in i do it all with bands and you know the, the guys who are newer to the team they're like nah there's no way this is going to be a workout by the end of it they're freaking smoked i mean you know i don't think you'd be a world-class powerlifter with bands only but for a couple of weeks you know, to just kind of tune up your strength and, and power, mm-hmm. it's not a bad option. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like you said, easy to travel with. It's always easy to travel, like, you know, a couple, maybe a couple dumbbells if you're driving, but especially if you're really traveling, a couple sets of bands, dude, you could do so many fucking exercises with bands. So, yeah. I, well, see, that's the other thing we got to do now. I've, I've decided we need to pair up um, Keith and Malachi 
and Malachi needs to make the uh, dash-mounted band attachment you for go. your car, truck, or van. Bam. And that way when Keith's driving around, he can mount up some bands and, and do some work. Yeah. <laughs> use that three hours to train with your band attachment <laughs> by Malachi Perfect. Enterprise. Oh, we shouldn't have said it. Massonomics is going to steal it. Oh, and they're going to no, be making okay. it with their cup holder. Oh, they're going to have their, their drink spotter, and then they're going to have their, their dash band attachment. Goodness yeah. gracious. Or at the very least, of a, a drink spotter with like a band attachment clip on there. <laughs> and a weld little hole on there, put a fucking little D-ring or whatever, and it'll be a band attachment too. <laughs> Damn it. They'll gold plate it, and they just laugh at us. They'll buy more you got to go back and edit it out. you got to go back and edit it out. Uh, I blocked them on every social media, so hopefully they can't find the oh. podcast. They actually sent me a Perfect. package the other day, but they're like, hey, open this uh, live on air with Finn. And I'm like, well, the right. one one or two weekends we're not together a year, he's not here. So looking forward to, the, to see what those assholes sent me. But <laughs> Got to wait another week. Got to wait, wait another week. One more week, guys. So sorry, Massonomics. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well, Jacob, we went a lot longer <laughs> we were gonna go uh so i uh, appreciate you hopping on dude make uh otherwise i've been talking to myself down here for an hour um always good insight as usual um uh let the fans know where they can find you yeah i know i'm really easy to find jacob.w.ross uh, instagram is where i'm by far most active obviously smart strength official for all your training needs um, let's see here. Pioneer fit for all your leather belt training needs. Bam. Pioneer cut. Always a good one to go. 10 millimeter. Great yeah. place to start. If you're not sure on what to do. Hell yes. Um, <laughs> 13 millimeter, a nice leather belt. If you're a little bit more advanced of a lifter, um, you know, we got to make sure you check out HFB apparel and supplements. Awesome. I know Huck's cooking up, um, some more pre-workout. Make sure you order it. The local unicorn is amazing. Um, I know they're always working on new shirts, always new stuff coming out. I think Callus Apparel still has some inventory left. I love oh, yeah. wearing that stuff. Staring at I was now. wearing it in Africa. People are people are looking at me and they're like, "What is? Are you part of a, a motorcycle club or like, what? <laughs> what is that?" <laughs> Actually, in South Dakota, I was wearing a Callus. Uh, I was wearing a camel hat backwards, and people are like, "Dude, that's a really cool logo, bro." I'm like, "Oh, thanks." So. I don't know. Maybe you're in the wrong field, Tom. Maybe you should switch it towards motorcycling. But uh, I should. Let's Most see here. <laughs> anything else? Did I forget anything else? Is there any other sponsors this week? Well, Manscaped, but I already did their drop. So, man, you nailed it all. Oh, yes. All right. Yes. And uh, and brought to you by uh, Pappy. Um, yes. Drink a beer, ride your bike, and do some push-ups. Bam. That's what he always says. He's in training right now. So, a couple yep. months. Yep. couple months. couple months. A big ride couple coming months. up. Awesome! I don't have to, you, fucking. You did all my fucking ex, my ex, my exits. I don't have to do those now. Beautiful. Yes. I can go to bed. Well, you know, I gotta. I gotta, if I'm gonna take over Dan Bell as the number one guest host, I gotta make sure I get this stuff down. So that's true. You were you. You've got it down, dude. <laughs> Better than the OG. I'll take it. <laughs> well, um, um, okay, bye. Okay, bye, buddy. What a great guy. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, I got plenty of apparel I'm staring at now. Um, sandals, wraps, light wraps, harder wraps, zip-ups. Uh, got some smart swing shirts. I got some banners. I got new hats coming, too. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what they are yet, but they should be here in about two weeks. Ordered them 
uh, I'd say a week ago now. So looking forward to getting new hats in. Um, those seem to always sell really well. I've sold out of every hat I've ever done. So um, big hack. I, I go with a more expensive brand that I have to, you know, kind of charge a little bit more. But uh, they're super fucking good quality. So, you know, is what it is. Uh, so look forward to those in the next couple of weeks. And then, uh, like I said, the dad challenge that I started, you know, to get people motivated, get people fired up, get people back in the gym, get people fucking moving. Um, I started July 5th, but you can sign up for the program anytime you'd like, you know, the old saying, you, you know, go by yourself, you go fast, go together, you go far. Um, it's kind of one of those that just kind of to get people fired up together. We, we started a kickoff date to get everybody signed up, but if you're still interested, if you were on the fence before and you thought you missed the boat, you can come on in. You can come get the workouts. You can get trained by me, um, and you can sign up. It's under Dad Challenge or Challenge at uh, on SmartShakeOfficial.com, one of the main tabs. You'll see it there. Uh, you can sign up right there, and I'll get you rolling immediately. So if that's something you're looking forward to, something you thought you missed, it's going to be available anytime. It's fucking awesome workouts, and it's a good motivator. Get something to get fired up for, something to do, something fucking different. Uh, that's why I wrote it. I got fired up writing it. Um, guys are kicking ass. I, like I said, I got guys in there that are fucking uh, 60-some years old doing these workouts. Uh, and some of them are fucking 35. And they re- used to run marathons, and they're doing these workouts. So I promise you they're for they're for pretty much about anybody. Uh, so if you need something different, check it out, uh under challenge. Uh, I'm out of here. It's like almost midnight right now. Uh, I got to go to bed. I got to get up early and win the fucking day tomorrow. Um, That's all I got. Shut up, Karen.